Lock Talk Radio. No, it's unofficial. You are not an official fan anymore. You have lost your right to be an official fan. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the Larcher and Lawrence in Sports Show. That's distorted as hell. It's live at the Sports Attic with Larcher and Lawrence, and we are two Chicago guys, always Chicago guys. We'll never falter on my Chicago sports teams here. But, a dumb hat. but sometimes you need a secondary team. It's a classic hat, man. Oh, you got a shitty hat on top of a shitty team. It's a classic it's a hat. Combination. It's a classic oh, hat. Crap. That is crap. I am Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the third draft king king. Chicago Bears super fan. Baseball hater. He is Clark Lawrence and former uh, Cubs fan, oh, shit. That's not former Chicago Bears fan, current Cleveland Owls fan, current no. Chicago Bears fan, no. with a secondary team. You're not recognized. With a secondary team. You are Dude. not recognized any longer as the official fan of the Chicago Bears. As the Chicago Bears are fumbling through the off season, doing their best to get through it. The Cleveland Browns, my secondary team, as we all know, as we have announced here quite often that Clark, you know, he, you, need, you need a secondary team when it comes to these Chicago Bears because they've just made it so hard to be a fan. Yeah. Hey, hey Virginia? Yeah. Jadavian Clowney um, signed right. with the Chicago Bears. No, I'll let him know he needs to take that sweatshirt I think off. he's talking okay. to his boss. I don't know. All right. No, 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 no. Yeah. All right. Tell but George I said hi. Okay. They now have a strong, strong defense. I just got off the phone with Virginia McCaskey, yeah. who uh, saw the hat, and, and she wants you to take the sweatshirt off. Unacceptable. Look at this book. This is about her father, Hallis on Hallis. The autobiography of George Hallis right here. This means that I am still a fan. But why can't I be a little happy? Why can't I be just a little happy that uh, <laughs> that Clowney is now a brownie? Why not? Man, well, that, de- that defense is going to be worst tough. Franchises in the history of football. Who do you, you think are, has are, who has a better yeah, chance of being in the playoffs this the year? Throwing the Bears book around, just throwing it to the ground. We see, we get it. You, you're, you tell me you're you're hardly a fan of the Chicago Cubs too. We understand. You're no longer with us. You are an expatriated Chicago Bear. You are an expatriated uh, Chicago Cubs fan. But how can you not be happy about these? Do you want to hear about about the the future GOAT? It's his birthday today, by the way. Baker Mayfield. Look how dumb that hat is. Through their first 45 career starts, Tom Brady, 9,977 yards. Baker Mayfield. 10,914 yards through the first 45 career games. 61.9 completion percentage for Tom Brady. Right behind him, 61.7 yards per attempt. Baker's got him, 7.4 to 6.7. TDs, TDs, 
75 touchdowns to Tom Brady's 65. Passer rating, 88.9 for Baker Mayfield, 85.3 for Tom Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a team with a quarterback. That is a team that knows how to go out and find the guy to play quarterback for you. That is a team, the Cleveland Browns, who knows how to do it. Right now, the Chicago Bears went out and signed Andy Dalton, the state, the ex-state partner of Baker Mayfield over there in Ohio. There, there you go, state uh, from from the, the, the old Cincinnati Reds guy. I mean, how can you be happy about what's going on with our Chicago Bears? What a disgusting hat. That's number one. What? Like, it's it's a beautiful. It's classic. It's just one. It's an orange like, helmet. See, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I see, people, I see people with those hats. I just think, God, this person's stupid. God, and here's why. Listen, if you, if you were from Cleveland, I can understand. Like, that, that's fine. You're taking it in the ass. You're used to it. What? But as a dude who, get, who picks a secondary team, which, okay, that's fine. You're allowed, you're allowed to pick. It's okay to have a secondary team. To do it when you're in your 40s, a little questionable. What do you mean a little questionable? You, you, pick, you, you pick a team that's worse than the team you already have. Not you currently. You pick a team that's historically one of the worst franchises in the history, the history of the game. Larger. And then you buy a stupid hat when your team needs the money. Uh, and you, you support a shitty city. Uh, you want me to support those bears? You want me to support? You want me to support my bears after that season? After this off season? You want me to support the Chicago Bears monetarily? You know me. I buy a new Bears hat every year. This year, done. Not buying the hat. Not buying the hat. And I know they don't do training camp anymore, but I wouldn't be going anyway. You are not. You are no longer a invited in the Bears realm. You don't That's make these rules. McCaskey just called. That's me. not for you. You're full of shit. You you held up a prop phone. Look, you see what happened? Virginia McCaskey does it right here. What happened? She called and she said you're done. Why? You cut off. I don't know. I don't. I don't believe she did that. Who is number eighty-two? On the Cleveland Browns. Number 82 on the Cleveland Browns. You're talking to me like I wouldn't know this. Are you kidding me? Why? What are you talking no, no, about? No, no, no. You're vamping right. Look directly. What are you right. talking about? Of course I know who number 82 is. I'm looking right at you at the screen. You know that my guy out of Dallas, Texas, he was born October 7th. He was born October 7th, 1994. He's six foot one. I'm talking about none other than Richard Higgins. Okay, hands up. Look at the screen. Who is number 26? Why is there your eyes are going They're not. I, I had an itch. I had an itch. Don't, You're don't. You like people from Cleveland. You can't trust them. Baker Mayfield turned 26 today. Cannot trust. <laughs> uh, I mean, your decision making, number one, you stuck by the horrid Chicago Cubs till they win a World Series. Then you abandoned them. I didn't abandon them. I didn't abandon them. You 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 pick this the so you've suffered as a Cubs fan. I, I'm going to go to a Cubs game. I'm and, I'm going to no, go no, to a no, game. No. You know I'm. Gonna. You tell me you're a part. You're you're not really a fan anymore. <sighs> what you tell me? These it's hard. You use with me. It's hard to be so, a Cubs fan. It's hard. But then we get on the show all of a sudden, and, and you're in public. You're Mr. Cubs guy. It's a it's a farce. Here and we go, Cubbies. Here we go. With, with a shit stain on your hat. Like, I mean, it's just embarrassingly bad. <sighs> I don't know. Buddy. I don't know what's happening. 
Man, we've uh, hello to our Twitch viewers out there. Ladies and gentlemen, we are on platforms all over the place, broadcast from Chicago to Cleveland to wherever you may be tonight. We are on Twitch. We are on Facebook Live. We are on, we are on, uh, where are we, Al? We're on other places. Are we on Discord yet? We're on, we're everywhere. Now, I don't want to hear. Wherever you get your podcast. I don't want to get an angry email later this week or an angry text later this month being like, you know, you're shitting on the Cleveland Browns and you know the reason behind why I'm wearing it. Like, that's not going to be a fair excuse. No. Well, I mean, you do. You could shit on them. I, I think that's part of this. If I'm going to embrace this, yes, I bought the hat mainly because a friend of mine passed away who's a big Cleveland sports fan. James. I always thought James was with the Eagles. Not James. My friend Greg passed no, away a year ago now. I see who you prioritize. A year ago now. And, uh, yeah, he's a big we Browns fan. They're the only friend. other team that I think that knows our pain, and their pain is probably worse. The Cleveland they're Browns. They're, they're Cleveland. Dude. And what, what are the Bears? At this time, I encourage – a little bit of self-reflection, a little bit of self-awareness. Exactly. Let's let's They're be aware bad. of the team. That's why I didn't choose. I was born into. I was born into being a Bears fan. Still a diehard Bears fan. Still a diehard. I did not ask for it. It was born into me. I I it, listen. If I had my choice, I would have had a team with thousands of great quarterbacks. They would have. Four great quarterbacks every year. But, no, I was born into the Bears and no quarterbacks in a league that moved to quarterbacks, in a league that moved to offense, in a league that passed them by, and and they've been losers my entire life. But I chose them because of my blood. If I had the option, I wouldn't pick a horrible team. So who's your secondary team, Al? You're the first person to ever introduce me to secondary teams the Patriots, and I picked them back in 1987, Clark. And and why did you pick them? Because the Bears beat them so bad, I felt bad, and I liked their logo. Exactly. Exactly. And Um, they became the greatest team because of my fandom. With a different logo, mind you. The greatest team in the history of their sport. Just dominated. And do you think it took the Bears beating them so badly in the Super Bowl? 46-10? I know what success means. I know what success means. Do you think that's what it was? Do you think it was that? Yes. Yeah? Yes. All right. Yeah. I think maybe. They redefined their generation. Absolutely. They learned from it. They learned from their losses. That's what you do. You lose a little, you pick yourself up, and you learn. Ladies and gentlemen, you can join us here. Give us a call at 760-454-8834. Give us a call here at 760-454-8834 or leave a message anywhere that you're watching us uh, or give us, if you're listening on, on delay on your podcast, shoot us a tweet at Larcher Lawrence Al, let's go to the phone call. I think we might be heading out to New Jersey, my friend. Uh-oh, big Lou. Hey, Yo. Lou, how you doing tonight? All right. Been trying to find you guys, but I had to find you, but at least now I got you. Well, it's hard to find us. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes we're in Cleveland. Sometimes we're in Chicago. I don't even know where. Lou, if you had a friend who, let's say, God forbid, something terrible happened and they passed away and they supported a shitty team, would you suddenly become a fan? Do you think that's a good tribute? 
Depends what the team is. I mean, if you're a Red Sox fan, probably not. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, so exactly. It depends, it, depends, I, it depends on the team. What if it was, let's just say, the Cleveland Browns, for example? Yeah, I never was a big fan of them. I have I have yeah. colleagues on Cleveland, though. So, uh, you know, I mean, they've been known as, you know, perennial losers. I mean, they're not called a dog pop or nothing. I mean, even though they were my surprise mm-hmm. pick in the last season, mm-hmm. but uh, I That's don't think I become an instant fan, you know, <laughs> just because of them. But I do, but I do respect them. They made a big signing today, Clowney. Watch out for this team, guys. Yeah, Watch I know. Uh oh, mm-hmm. Lou, it's just you and I right now. I think I think I might have uh, upset Larcher. He, he, he just left us. Yeah, yeah. No, it's pretty yeah, so big. I, to just signed Clowney. Know. I don't know if we'll ever be able to yeah. find Al again. Uh, but uh, here? Oh, hey, there he is. Welcome back, Al. Big Al. I never went anywhere, man. Big I was Al. here the whole time. Yeah. Lou. Oh. What's going on out out on the East Coast? What's what? Give give us the uh, give us the forecast on sports on the East Coast there. Well, of course, with the draft now just two weeks away, we're still looking to see if we're going to get you know, uh, the BYU quarterback to come to the Jets. Although there's been a lot of speculation that other teams might be interested, but I'm hoping that you know we do land and we'll hopefully get a solid quarterback because we haven't had one probably since uh, Sanchez. That was the last time I think we had a, real, a good quarterback. Um, because I, for one, was glad to see, uh, you know, our last one go. Because uh, Sammy Boy, he didn't, you know, he didn't crap. Well, for the most part. So now it's all on that young fella. Is that what's going on? Well, I hate to say it, but yes, it's on his shoulders now. You know, a lot of people are counting on you. Can he handle? Of course, it? A lot of people are counting on Darnold too, but he didn't. He didn't deliver. Well, we all know about non-delivering quarterbacks, whether it's our beloved Bears or my beloved Browns these days. I understand. You mean the so, Al, you all right over there? You missed the cough button. Uh, I understand how that can go. The cough button, you missed it? Uh, but I, I, I do. I, I get you it. a cough button? Wow. Um, no, we don't have a cough button. That's it. That's the issue. I thought not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what is it with you and Tversky anyway? What's that? Uh, your Bears quarterback, Traberski. Oh, the, you mean the new no, Bills quarterback? We'll see uh, about that. You, you may have missed out, but the Bears made a big signing. Uh, yeah, I don't know how you missed it in the news, Lou, but they signed the, the great Andy Dalton to be the quarterback of the team. <laughs> My condolences to you all. To be the starting quarterback of the team. The guy who made $3 million as the backup for Dallas, who when he had to come in and get it done, didn't get it done last year. The Chicago Bears teased us. us. They they taunted us with Russell Wilson hanging him, dangling him over our nose like they could make it happen or something. They didn't. They, They screwed us over. That's what happened. And now the Bears' starting quarterback is Andy Flippin' Dalton. Disgusting. His hair is as I ugly. Have as like that. I'm sorry. In your head. All right. What were you saying, Lou? Uh, I just got two words to say about that. I'm sorry. Thank you. Andy Dalton, hang him up already. Oh, he's got to go. Lou, what he night you doing your show these he's days? Done. What, what night's your show? Repeat that again. 
What night's your show and Saturday, where can we on, find it? Saturday is uh, 5 p.m. Eastern time, 5 to 7. It's called Andy Dalton's a Bum, <laughs> a.k.a. the Enhanced Sport, uh, AKA mm-hmm. the Enhanced Sport Show. Um, we talked about just about everything in the world of sports. Well, almost everything. Although this week it's going to be a bit unusual because we'll be looking at some of the sports that we have, say, neglected uh, for a while. we got to talk about uh, the PGA Golf uh, Masters Championship. We don't really cover golf too much except for the main. Yeah, I want to talk uh, to you about of that course. too. Yeah, uh, Japan won their yeah. first. Uh, a Japanese fellow won it for the first time ever. Yes. Somebody from Japan won the Masters. First male. First male. I think a female is done, but first male. Oh, uh, there you we'll go. also be tackling. Yeah, uh, we'll also be doing something that is very rare for me on the show. We'll be covering. Hold on to your hat, folks. WrestleMania, because we have a lot of wrestling freaks, our fans, um, to uh, call into the show. So we can oh. that. Um, well, you're burying the lead here. Hang on a minute. What, what was your favorite part of WrestleMania, Lou? Yeah, give us a I sneak peek. I didn't see peek. it myself. To be, to be honest, I didn't see it, but I know but my co-host is a diehard wrestling fan. Okay. That's his segment. Do you have you know. any insights from him? Do you know what he thought of the show yet? Pardon me? Do you know? Do you know what he thought of the show? Oh, I know who he'll think of it. Believe me. No, yeah. do you know what? Like, he give me the good old days of WrestleMania. He enjoyed you know, the show. You know, I'm from the '80s, so you know, my era was you know Hogan, uh, Piper, Junkyard Dog, Mister Wonderful, all that. You know, that's that's what that was WrestleMania. You know, back in yeah. my day. Oh, oh, God, I'm getting old. Paul Orndorff. I'm getting old. That that was my era too. Well, Lou, I feel yeah. like I feel like you should you should do your co-host a uh, service and watch WrestleMania so you can join in. Do what I did. You, mm-hmm. you can get right. the Peacock Network for free for six days, maybe it's seven days, and and you can watch the whole seven. damn thing. That that can help you prep. Maybe it'll surprise him. Or go to YouTube and get the yeah. highlights. Right. Mm. Where's Mean yeah. Gene leaning him though? Rest his soul. Mm. Drinking gin in heaven. Yeah. Drinking gin, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we'll cover that. Uh, we'll also cover, because uh, we have some, we also had some of the unusual moments in uh, in the sports world this week. And um, for those of you who have paid attention to my post, you'll know what I'm talking about. So we have a lot of interesting features. I'll have a lot of interesting questions. So if you got time to call in on Saturday, by the seven. Oh, let me give you the number. 512-543-4662. It's totally toll free. You got nothing to lose except, you know, self-respect, dignity, pride, nerve, you know, none of the important stuff. And that's 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Correct. So 4 p.m. for those of you folks here in the Central Time Zone. Lou, as always, right. thank oh. you for calling. We appreciate it. I forgot it. you were in Central. I forgot. Okay, so 4 o'clock your time. That's right. Hey, good to hear from All you, right. Lou. Uh, enjoy the show. I'm going to try to chime in. And I, might, I might try to give you a call so I can hear a little bit about WrestleMania. All right, and I'll be done with the help of my, co- my co-host, Steve Davidson. So he'll give, you some, he'll give you some analogy on that. Believe me, he will. I look forward to talking to Davidson. All right, He's have a good He's a good night. guy, trust me. Yep. Later, Thanks, brother. Rose. Yep. I want Steve Davidson to call in. And this is all in 
live at the Sports Attic with Larcher and Lawrenson. Currently just Lawrenson. Larcher jumped off for a minute, but he I'm sure he'll be right back here with us. Uh, join in on the conversation. Give us a call at 760-454-8834, 760-454-8834, or leave a comment wherever you happen to be watching, or if you're listening on podcasts, leave us a message at Twitch at Larcher Lawrenson. Um, I, I'm sorry, on Twitter. We are, of course, Dude. on Twitch at Sports Attic. We're on Facebook Live. Search us at Larcher and Lawrenson. And then on Twitter, it's at Larcher Lawrenson. What's up, brother? What's going on so with the connection? When it crashes, I stay live. So I still see myself on the screen. You freeze. Oh. And that's how I know it, it's broken. And, and your face on this freeze, you looked exactly like Hornswoggle. And I was trying to take, uh, I was trying to get a, a screen capture of it, but yeah, I, I yeah. didn't get there in time. So. Yep. Yep. Here. Of course. Of course. Uh, Al. What did oh, you- tell me we're going from Lou to Hazel. Nope. Special surprise. It's Vera. Vera, can you say hi to Al? Hi. Say hi, What's Al. happening, Vera? I feel like we opened the forbidden door a couple weeks ago, and now they're just able to come on in as they please. But you know what? She's beautiful. She wanted to say goodnight to her dad. Can you say goodnight to Al? Good night. Good night, Vera. Tell Daddy his hat is stupid. Says Daddy has a stupid hat. She can't hear you. Can you tell him thank you? Thank you for the for the for the for the kitty cat. Thank you for the teddy dog. And this You're welcome. All right. Bye, baby. Love you. Sleep good, sweetheart. Okay. Good night. Oh, she just picked up her own mic. Oh, thank you. Thank you. All right. Get her some headphones. I can get her to tell her dad is that. No, I'm not going to give her the hat to tell her. She she doesn't need to know that word. She already knows another word, Al. I'm not allowed to post it to Facebook. I saw something on Twitter. Oh, my gosh. The other night, Al, she, like, we heard it. She goes, fuck it. And Lauren looks at her and she goes, uh, bucket? Vera goes, fuck it. Um, what'd you say? Fuck it. Forget? Like she's trying to, you know, lead her into something else. Forget? No. Fuck it. Wow. Yep. Did you did you ask her what that means? No. We 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 chose the ignore method and we haven't heard the word in about two, two and a half weeks now. It's a bad move. I've curbed my language. I know this one's on me, pal. I know it. I know I've said it. I know I've said it in front of him. I try to not when I said it, I tried to catch myself to not say it, but it came out. So now we're working on things. As parents, we're learning every day. We're getting better, right? But what do you think she thinks it means? I mean, does she think it it means like, darn it? She knows that it means that somebody's mad. Like, I couldn't, I I was having trouble with the dishes, and I couldn't get something out of it. And I was very ornery at the time, and I said, fuck it. And I'm pretty sure, and she, and I turned, and she was in the room. You know, and she picks up on everything. They they pick up on everything. You know this. The cat picks up on everything you do. The pe- the cat was pissed the other night when you were here, and you got home. And the it's cat true. was pissed at you. It's true. Ugh. They know when you're high too. The cats do. Do, do they? Do they? Does the cat then ask you for catnip so she can join in, or how does that? Sometimes. Work? There you go. Sometimes she does. Are you like Rygar? I'm feeling good. Rygar, you feel good. I feel good. Let's feel good together. That's right. Right, Rygar. She's sleeping now somewhere. Oh, Lou brought something up that I wanted to ask you about. I, I can't remember. Not not necessarily WrestleMania, but 
<sighs> so with Lou, I love hearing from him. I love listening to him call in. Was it about golf? Like a couple weeks back, I missed. Yeah, it was. I missed him. Like I I caught him last second and he hung up and he had been hanging on the line for like 10 minutes. By the time like we were talking and I was going to go get to him finally, I felt, yeah, you know. Lou's Lou's VIP, man. Lou comes, if he's on the phone, unless it's his co-host, Stevenson. Stevenson waits a little bit. Well, I don't Uh, even have to Google the, uh, the area code anymore. Like now, now I just know it. You know, you know, Jersey Lou. Yeah, he's there. Absolutely. (sighs) We need to ask him what he thinks about those Jersey subs. Oh, Jersey Mike's. Yeah. Where do you think knows anything about this Jersey Mike guy? Where did, where does, does Jersey Mike start in Jersey? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try to find their Wikipedia. Um, Yeah. No, the masters. That's what I wanted. You know, that night we did a salute to him. We drank your Japanese whiskey that you brought over. You spent some time in Japan. It's pretty amazing that, uh, that he won. And and like, he's, it's pretty much like your wrestlers that come here, Al. Uh, They speak about as much English as I do uh, Japanese, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Or they're actually probably better because my Japanese is non-existent. But but yeah. I think they understand English more than we understand, understand Japanese. I do too. Well, English is taught in many places. I don't know. I don't. I mean, maybe Japan does it, yeah. but it seems like it. Headquarters are in Manasquan, New Jersey. The company is sixty-five years young. Uh, it was founded in Point Pleasant, New Jersey, in nineteen fifty-six. So, I mean, they've been making sandwiches for 65 years. I mean, it's a chain now, so, you know, it's not the same, but. At age 14, Peter Cockra of Point Pleasant Beach, New Jersey, took a part-time job at Mike's Submarines, a neighborhood sandwich shop in the adjacent borough, blah, blah, blah. He went, when the shop went up for sale again in 1975, his mother suggested he buy it. So he did. Started franchising in 87. By 2014, he had 750 locations. Look, I know a good sandwich. What I, mean, do you I eat a good sandwich most days. You so. always tell me that I don't go to the right places and I need to do some local places. So what? That's interesting. What are your thoughts about Jersey Mike's? I've never. I don't think I've had Jersey Mike's. I've had the uh, Firehouse place. You know where there's like a, the gimmick is. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You're on a fire truck or some shit. Oh, they did, have okay sandwiches. We did that on the road together. I think going down. Yeah, to Indy. yeah, yeah. I've had that it since nice. then. I've seen them around here now, and uh, I stopped. And they're good sandwiches, but man, they just like it's like eating cement. And then you know you're pooping like an hour later. Um, always, or does that just depend on the, the type? I, I, every sandwich I've ever had there, I've, you know, it just, it hits your gut, man. It's just so, it's just like, boom. It's like too much sandwich. I don't know. It's a very filling sandwich and not, and not in a pleasant way. As far as taste goes, it's pleasant, you know. Um, what I need to talk to you about, speaking of sandwiches, is my Sunday, uh, WrestleMania Sunday was also a baptism Sunday for me. My niece got baptized that day, and we were finally able to actually be around family for a long period of time. Uh, and uh, we went to we went out to Lombard, and they had Italian beef sandwiches. Uh, I definitely I found out my brother in law not a fan of the dipped method, not even a fan of like the 
the you know the on the side dipping it yourself method. Like what? Like what? He wanted he, he likes it dry. I double checked with him, Andy, my brother. Now that's a Cleveland Browns fan right no, there. You should no, give him the hat. No, he's not. No, he's not. That was my thing. I and I. That's not normal. That's no. disgusting. But they did have they had both hot and mild jardinera ready, so I was happy about that. It was a good sandwich. I enjoyed it. I dipped mine, of course. And uh, with mastacholi, which is kind of a local cuisine, from what I understand, we only do that around these parts for the most part. That said, really? I that, grew meal, up on that meal led into a few hours later. I took your, We planned on it. You sent me over to Joseph's Finest Meats down on Addison. What is it? Over towards Harlem. Not quite all the way to Harlem, but yeah. east side. Like Narragansett. Yeah, somewhere around there. Man, so nice to walk in there. Just asking for the, I asked him for the mild sausage, and uh, I asked him to cut it for me, but he was nice enough to say, you know what, if you're not eating it for three days, which I had mentioned before, maybe you just cut it on your own. So I did, and it worked out, and it was just fine. Now, before I went, I texted you many things. Like, so I just walk in and I just order sausage because this is your place. This is your yeah. home place. You go there all the time. And you're like, it's sausage. Just order it, mild or hot. That's all. Like, you, you were giving me a hard time via text about it. You, you were very well, you, short. You look for the one with the Vidalia sausage. If they don't have the Vidalia, you get the one with the green peppers. If they don't get the green peppers, then you go mild. Well, why didn't you tell me? And the, there weren't peppers, though. Like, they didn't have peppers with it in their sausage. Peppers in the sausage. Oh, what, was there? Were there peppers in the sausage? No, no. That's that's the second option you should buy. Oh, okay. First option that is just regular sausage. Is no first option that you get the uh, sausage with the onion in it, the Vidalia. They don't. They didn't even offer that. I didn't. Yeah, know he that. doesn't have it in stock. If he's got it, in, I'm telling you what to get when it's in stock. Oh. You're not okay. always going to get what you want, you know. You can't it's, always it's like get a Rolling Stone yeah, song. Absolutely. Um, so, so you shoot for the Vidalia. If you miss, go with the green pepper. If they don't have the green pepper, go with the uh, mild or spicy, whatever your taste is. But then you told me that uh, that I should have asked for him to cut it bun length, and that's what you ask him to do. That's, I mean, that's how I always get him is bun yeah. length. But he brought up an interesting point. That stuff that you you buy at the stores, you know, Jewel does a nice two for one for their brand that gets yeah. the job done. Uh, that stuff will last seven days in your fridge, maybe eight days, nine days, something like that. Yeah. This Joseph Finest Meats, he mentioned, you're going to want to eat that within three days. This stuff is fresh. We don't put the extra stuff in it. There's, you know, I don't know what, MSG, that's the, that's the three letters that come to my mind, but that's probably wrong. Anyway, brought it home. The difference between this meal and the last time we watched wrestling together, Al, last time I tried too hard. I tried to go above my pay grade, tried to go above my skill level. Tried to go above and make a great chicken sandwich. The best time that ever turned out was the first time I did them, and it was as chicken tenders. When I made them for you, I wasn't happy with it. You go and sim- – and I'd like to think that maybe you led me in a simple direction. Just throw these things on the grill, temperature, boom, we're done. Easy, simple. Yeah. Absolutely fucking delicious, too. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's a way to do it. You do it easy. You know, you were, I was. I said, yeah, why don't you do sausage? You're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to have time. It's a lot of work. I'm like, no, man, you just throw them on there. Well, In I, and out. It also helped knowing that the WrestleMania pre-show didn't have, didn't have uh, any matches. Like, that helped with that. Cause yeah. 
I got to cook during the pre-show. And as we know, you don't do pre-shows anyway. So no, I don't do pre-shows. Ever. You came out. You hung out with me by the grill. Al, I wish my grill was up on my deck. But I, that could be a bit of a fire hazard, and it could be taking up too much space. Because I'd like it right off the kitchen. I don't like having to go down and, like, through doors. It's very yeah, separated those seven, everything. Those seven, eight stairs are high. Just, it's a, it's a, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you work in that condition. Hi, Rygar. Um <laughs> Don't knock that. Come on, get your tail out of my face. Uh, she's showing her butt for you. That's what she thinks of Cleveland Brown. Nice. Right nice. there. That's her Cleveland Brown. Thank you, Rygar. Your butt was very valuable. That, you, you've had better jokes. Like, it was pretty good. Well, it might not be funny to a fake Browns fan, but. Oh, get out of here. Here we go, brownies. Here we go. Brownies. Yeah, brownies. You like brownies. They're delicious. Aren't those the girls that sell the cookies that are Boy Scout cookies? Ooh. No, the Girl Scouts sell the cookies. Brownies the are brownies. The, the brownies are before the Girl Scouts, right? Wouldn't you say? Oh. I don't know. Me neither. <sighs> Seven, six, zero, so what four, you're saying five, four, is your eight, team eight, is three, right four. before the Girl Scouts. <laughs> <laughs> the brownies. Our team. Our team. Oh. Al, you've done a lot of crapping on Cleveland, but uh, Cleveland's going to be hosting the draft here coming up. Hey, um, tell a sad story in four words. Time Cleveland Browns fan. Uh, that's pretty bad. Same as Chicago Bears, though, too. Like, there are people pretty old that weren't even born when the Bears won the Super Bowl. Like, it's the first game that I remember. But, yep. Uh, what I need to tell you about is Cleveland has a lot of nice things. You do a lot of crabbing on it. Their breweries are great. Like, the Winking Lizard Galleria. Uh, if you're walking up 9th Street, it's the closest bar. Great tailgating spots over on West 6th. Elijah, Elijah chiming in with a comment here. You want to hit uh, up Cleveland Noble Chili Beast sucks. Brewing Company? What's that? Elijah, Cleveland Chili sucks. He's thinking of Cincinnati. They're, they, they're the ones with the chili, and that sucks, oh, too. Oh, the chili's even worse. Huh? No, he, he messed it up. You messed it up, Elijah. It's not. You're thinking of Cincinnati. They're the ones with the chili. Jesus, come on. The Browns, Cleveland, what else? Tons of breweries, tons of great things to check out there. Um. Bar 32, you ever been there? Johnny's Little Bar downtown. How about the bar on West 6th? Like, head on over there. Collison Brewery, of course, Great Lakes Brewery. Southern Tier is over there. Market Garden Brewery, Nano Brewery, the South Side, the East Side. Hold on, hold on, hold on. on. We got serious news. No, boy. Uh, Touchdown warnings are active in uh, Cleveland, Ohio. Residents are invited to seek shelter in the Cleveland Browns Stadium where there's no chance of a touchdown. All right, back to your uh, promotion. Oh, you froze! No, I didn't. 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Oh, I am frozen. You're still moving, though. Can you yeah, he- well, I hear you, though. Can you hear me? But you are frozen. Whoa. Yeah, I thought... I I thought I landed this beautiful joke and it got cut off and it was frozen and no one heard it. Well, the thing was, I did stop and just stare at the screen. Like I was pretending to be frozen. 
Can you hear me now? Hey, wait, 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 wait. We got more breaking news. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, I, I got a score, Clark. This just in. Beverly Hills, 90210, Cleveland, 3. That one wasn't as good. Wait, try that again. Well, it's, you can't redo it. I mean, the whole thing, like, it's been delivered, you know? All right. I don't know what happened to my camera. Yeah, all Are we have is there? a big C on the screen for Cleveland. Yeah. Doesn't work. Crap. <laughs> Give me a second here. Why are the Pro Football Hall of Fame and Cleveland Browns in the same state? Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Cleveland Jokes by Larcher. To keep all the busts in one place. What's the difference between the Cleveland Browns and the alphabet? The alphabet has a W. Rygar didn't like that one. The Cleveland Browns are covering the playing field in cardboard for Sunday's game because they always play better on paper. No. I mean, I'm out of Cleveland jokes. I mean, the website only had 16 of them. This joke made provide profanity. I wish my wife were more like the Cleveland Browns. She'd work out all week. Oh, my. Can't Uh-oh. go with that one. <laughs> Profane it was, huh? The family show, for God's sakes, man. As advertised, it was profane. A fan rubs the uh, the lamp. A Cleveland Brown fan finds a magical lamp. The fan rubs the lamp, and a genie emerges. The genie says, I am the all-powerful genie, and I will grant you one wish. The fan says, that's easy. I want to live forever. That's an impossible wish that I cannot grant. Fan says, okay, then. I want to live long enough to see the Cleveland Browns win the Super Bowl. The genie, you clever bastard. Because, you know, the Cleveland Browns, I'll explain it to you, Clark, because now you got a Cleveland hat on. You're not, uh, you're not even the brightest. Uh, you see, uh, the Cleveland Browns are never going to win the Super Bowl. So when the fan asks to uh, live forever and he says no, but when the Cleveland Browns win the Super Bowl is when he can die, he, in effect, lives forever. He outsmarts the genie. You understand? I do understand. Absolutely. Whoa, now you're upside down. Uh-oh. Yeah? We're upside down now? You are. Really? Yeah. Like oh. you're straight up. Oh, wild. Okay, then. Yeah, anyways. Your jokes have been knocking it out of the park, man. Didn't Jerry Lawler used to make fun of the Browns? I'm trying to find Jerry Lawler Brown's one liners, but no, maybe not. Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. Elijah said it's not even Brown. He is right side up for him. I'm I'm right side up for others. But now I'm just from down low because I had to switch to the phone. Not sure what's going on. Are you still there? Oh, yeah. 
Well, unless we wanted to talk a little bit more about the Chicago Bears, I thought maybe we would move on over to something like uh, WrestleMania. Maybe we could cover that. Larcher? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just I was, I was reading the joke. I got lost in a joke. Um, all right. Well, yeah, there's WrestleMania. It happened. Um, there were two nights. It's You're really weird looking upside down, especially with the Browns hat on. I like, don't understand how It's I'm like you've got chin. Down. It's like you've got poop hanging off of your chin. I'm not upside down to anybody else somehow. He's right side up for me. Well, maybe he thinks you're right side up. I don't know. Yeah. I see you upside down. Though. Okay. Anyways, so um, I wish there was a way to change that. So what were yeah, we talking about? WrestleMania is what uh oh, right, right, what right, I was right. gonna jump into, and I thought maybe we could go down the card and uh, and discuss the night. I like it. Let's do it. All right. Let's uh. Let's this happened there. in. Tampa Bay, Florida. Uh-huh. There were allegedly about 30,000 plans, 25 or 30. I'm not sure what the number was. Yeah, something in there. Um, I don't know what But it was a pretty sparse think. stadium. <laughs> but it was the first time a crowd of that big was in front of a, a wrestling show in yep. over a year. Yep. And uh, first time WWE had fans. And, uh, yeah. So we, I watched Saturday by myself. Actually, watched it Sunday morning, and then we watched night two, WrestleMania night two, uh, together. Yeah. We had some nice uh, uh, Italian sausages, as we discussed, some mm-hmm. green peppers, some mushrooms, some onions. Yep. Uh, it was a good time. Yeah. Some Japanese whiskey. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that uh, I was very happy to have you come over. It was a damn fine time, brother. Uh, good night. Good, good, good night. Good WrestleMania. A lot of good matches and what have you, right? Am I still upside down? You are. You are. Your eyes look like Jimmy Kimball's eyes right side up. It's really weird. Interesting. Yeah, that's wild. Hmm. Um. Well, the night the night one started out right off the bat. You got the WWE Championship. Uh, the champion Bobby Lashley took on Drew McIntyre. What are your thoughts of the match? What do you think of the outcome? Well, you know, it was an interesting way to start the show, and I thought it was a really good match. I mean, it was two physical brutes going at it. I thought the distraction at the end. So the the match ends with uh, Drew McIntyre is about to go for his Claymore, which is a kick to the head. That's his finisher. Yep. And as he's doing that, MVP, who's uh, Bobby Lashley's manager, the almighty Bobby Lashley, and he's MVP. He was a wrestler about 10 years ago. And uh, now he's an older dude with a cane and uh, looking fly, always in a good suit. They run the Hurt Business. And uh, he yells something. And Drew McIntyre just kind of glances over. And that's enough time for Bobby Lashley to recover and put uh, put uh, Drew McIntyre in a full Nelson. And Drew McIntyre ends up passing out. Um, and the referee calls the match. And still your champion, Bobby Lashley. You know, a lot of people felt like it was the time for um, Drew McIntyre because this poor bastard, you know, they hired him to be the biggest star in wrestling. 
This was like 10, 15 years ago. Yep. He tanks. He bombs. They fire him. Uh-huh. He says, I'm going to return there one day and be champion. Now I'm going to do it right. And he goes to all the independent promotions, and he does it right. He gets hired back. Uh-huh. He gets built up in a match where he's finally going to win the championship. It's going to be a big moment. And the guy he's going to beat is none other than the guy who just hasn't lost in the last five, six years. Um very sporadically, Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And oh my God, is this exciting? This is great. There's going to be, you know, 80,000 people cheering for this moment when this baby face happens. And next thing you know, pandemic. The, the match takes place in front of zero people. Bobby Lashley wins the title. He has his moment. It's, it's a beautiful moment. The fans were cheering at home, but he didn't have that moment in front of the fans. And now you have. This moment that's the first time, even though it's 25, 30,000 people, they're wrestling in front of fans. And if they could give him that moment back, and instead, Bobby Lashley makes him pass out. Um, good story. I, I like that, that they did it that way. Bobby Lashley has been a very good champion. He's a guy who I don't know if a year ago they planned on him being in the main event um, or a guy they thought would be world champion. But him and MVP and the Hurt business, which they've broke up since, but they put together an act that you can't not look at on television. You you watch, it's intriguing, it's fun. And Bobby Lashley, he's terrible on the microphone, but MVP is great. Right. They complement each other so well. They work themselves into a uh, world title, and that's the kind of thing I like in wrestling. You yeah. know, the, the the right thing happened, and yeah. Bobby Lashley take, keeps the title. They ended up breaking him up at the end of the match last night after uh, after McIntyre won the chance for the rematch. The hurt the hurt business. Well, the hurt business broke up a couple weeks before Mania. Oh, okay. I I, I missed their whole breakup, but but they they stuck together. Those two did. Who huh? stuck? Uh, yeah, MVP is with Bobby Lashley. MVP and Lashley. manager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Apollo went off, and now he's got an accent and stuff like that. He's a prince, right? Right, but that's a, that's Apollo Cruz. Yeah, isn't that what I said? Oh, I said Apollo Creed. It's uh, Cedric uh, Benjamin and uh, Sheldon Benjamin, Benjamin and yep and uh, who's the other guy? It's not. That's a totally separate dude. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Shelton Benjamin and uh, he somebody else was there. I don't know. <laughs> I sh- I should have watched more wrestling before now. I thought it was good a good way to do it. Like uh, McIntyre losing without tapping out to in a submission because he passed out keeps him strong. And then he won a three way match the next night. Uh, so then it, which they're actually calling WrestleMania Backlash now, not just Backlash. Cedric Alexander and Sheldon Benjamin. Okay, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Uh, if, yeah, I uh, I thought it was a good way to end it and keep them both. Uh, Keep them both strong. It was a great way to start out WrestleMania weekend, or the two-night WrestleMania experience. Yeah, it was a good, good start to the show. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I saw parts of this match. I wasn't able to watch all of it, but Natalia and Tamina versus the Riot Squad, the winner of this tag team turmoil match, would get a match the next night, which this is something that New Japan does a lot of. That's what, what they do with their two nights of uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, the next night, they would get a chance at the WWE Women's 
Tag Team Championship against Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I didn't get to see much of it, to be honest, Al. I mean, it, it, was, it, it is what it is. It, it looked a lot like your hat. And, um, you know, at the end, of the, they gave the win to the, the veterans, the uh, the older ladies in the division. Uh-huh. And, I mean, they're, they're well, Natalia's a good worker. Um, I don't know. I don't think it, it, it is what it was. It was thrown together and it was there. Yeah. I mean, there were there were other people involved in the match too, but uh, yeah, it, it a lot of slippage. There were it was a lot of slippage. Like uh, Mandy Rose slipped on the way to the ring, and uh, Dana Brooke. Dana Brooke slipped out of her outfit, yep. and uh, yeah. In a pretty good match, Seth Rollins took on Cesaro. They were swinging. This this might have been my favorite match of the uh, entire weekend. Maybe. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I put it probably second. My second favorite match. All right. Uh, yeah. I mean, these two, they worked each other really well. Great chemistry. Uh, it was fun. Uh, you know, Seth Rollins is very unlikable. And I've, I've been one of these guys who've always wanted to cheer on Cesaro. I like Cesaro, but they book him so shitty that you just, it's hard to really tr- invest into him. And uh, so I've never really been that invested, even though I've kind of waited for this moment to happen. Yeah. And they gave it to us. You know, he gets the swing and then he ends up beating Seth Rollins. And uh, I hope, you know, I felt the theme of this entire WrestleMania was they were making new stars and they, they were burying some old stars and making new stars. And I, I hope, you know, even though he's not a new guy, yeah. I hope he is a new star in this coming uh, year. And I think uh, this is a sign that he probably is, that they may book him for a title match, um, that he, he may be a guy they take semi-serious and protect. So I'm excited for Cesaro. I thought the match was excellent. And, uh, yeah, two thumbs up. Yeah, I think it'd be great. Two thumbs. I think it'd be great to see Cesaro <laughs> get, a, uh, get a good push here. It'd be the the first time, and let, uh, let's see what he can do with it. It'd be it'd be fantastic. Uh, the Raw Tag Team Championship was on the line when AJ Styles and Almas 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 took on the champions, the New Day, and Almas is first match ever. How big is that fella? He's like seven three, seven four. Might legitimately be the tallest guy they've ever had. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he's a giant. Just a giant. I mean, legit, like Andre the Giant size, and it's just funny how that's not as big of a deal anymore. He's seven like, foot three, four hundred pounds. I mean, that's a big. That is a massive human being, yeah. and it. I like this match a lot. You know, not everybody did, and. I don't know why. I thought it was fun. So the story of the match is the New Day are taking on AJ Styles and Almas. Almas is the giant. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles is a very small dude, and he's standing next to Almas. AJ's like 5'7". And, uh, but AJ is one of the most phenomenal wrestlers in the world. And, he, you know, he's aging out, though. Can't do as much. Sure. And then you have the New Day, who've been the dominant tag team champions for a long time. And... They get in the ring, and the New Day's like, no, 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 we want AJ Styles. We want to wrestle AJ Styles. So 
AJ Styles' ego gets in there, and he steps in, and he starts uh, a match, and New Day just constantly keeps Almas away from AJ Styles and doesn't allow him to tag in. So the crowd is building for more. You know, everybody wants to see Almas and see what he can do. He can, you know he can't do much, but you still want to see it. You want to see if it's an absolute failure or right. if he's got something. So everybody is clamoring for the moment for AJ Styles to tag in. It's called wrestling. It's called a hot tag. Mm-hmm. And there's different ways to get to a hot tag. But this is an interesting one because they're playing a reverse psychology. Um, so New Day holds off AJ Styles. And then finally the moment comes. They tag in Almas. And he just dominates the two uh, New Day guys. They react like it's a horror movie. They sell for him. They make him look good. And, uh Yeah. Uh, Almas and uh, AJ Styles win. They got the win. Yeah. Uh, they. I thought they did a good job of, you know, the, going with big men spots for the big guys. It was very Andre the Giant-esque match. And I think that's what you have to do with a guy as young and green to the business as, uh, as this fella is. I mean, Amos is only 26, 27, which is really young when it comes to that. And, I mean, he made his debut in 2019. I mean, that's when he joined the Performance Center. I mean, what, what else can yeah, he do? Which makes you a little nervous that he's been down there for two years. Like, how much have they been working with this guy? You uh, probably have to. Yeah. But playing a monster in wrestling is – you don't do a lot. And – you know, we've we've come accustomed to everybody can do everything, and maybe that's going to be a, a hard point to to get across. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but like the great Kali just couldn't move; like he wasn't an athlete at all. This kid's young and an athlete, and I think, uh, yeah, I think it, I mean it's exciting. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, Let, let's see what he can do. I I'll be interested in that. Um. Let's see. Braun Strowman took on Shane McMahon in a one-on-one match. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you something. Shane McMahon's a 51-year-old man, right? Yeah. What are you doing getting thrown off the top of what What are you doing getting thrown off the top of the cage into the ring? Like, it looked like the spot went well. Like, he spun and landed it right. He landed it right, but, yeah, that's but still... That's uh, still got to hurt. Those rings are stiff. And, ah, yeah. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's dumb. And, and, and at what cost? Like, you make, you make a giant... I mean, speaking of another giant, what's his name? He's a monster. He's, he's a legitimate powerhouse. Like, he's, he's, a, he's a professional power. He at six foot eight. 380 foot pounds of just like he has turned himself into a brick shit out. Like he's built. He's, yeah, he's, he's strong. It's muscle. It's all muscle. And there's a lot of it there. And he's in a cage with Shane McMahon and Shane McMahon's like hanging with him for like eight minutes. I mean, you know, what, what does anyone gain by this? I didn't like that. They had Shane's quickness got him around him. Like how fuck? like I understand he can be fastish at 51, but, he doesn't look that much quicker than Braun in there. No. You know, and I appreciate Shane for getting in the ring 
being you know the the, the son of the you know and the grandson the, the the family legacy i appreciated him for continuing to get in the ring but at some point what are you doing like yeah i don't know at this point i did have fun watching it um i mean look they did their part Shane took a nasty bump it, it, it was something when so. when Braun like ripped the cage open to pull him back through that was fun hadn't seen that one before when uh, Shane was climbing down the outside of the cage and could have just jumped on the floor to win it but Braun yeah. reached through pulled the cage apart and pulled him through that was a fun one I enjoyed that yeah I did too I mean I liked it yeah me too it was alright and then there's something that everybody probably outside of the wrestling world was talking about. Um, you had a match, a tag team match between Bad Bunny, recording superstar, right? Along with his tag team partner, Damian Priest, versus The Miz and, and Morrison. Miz and Morrison. What'd you think of this match, Al? I, I can't help but stare at you upside down. I don't know. It's really... Uh, I'm standing on my hands. No, no. So uh, I thought it was really good. Like it was fun. I didn't. I didn't really know who Bad Bunny was. I feel like I'm talking to an astronaut. And uh, Planet Brown shit. Um, yeah, look at that. Wow. I thought Bad Bunny really went out there and did uh, did well. Now it, it kind of goes to the the Shane McMahon question of like. How much do you want an outsider being good at something that's supposed to take years to master and, and doing pretty advanced moves? And uh, Bad Bunny, I mean, look, he, he, he moved down to Tampa. He'd been working in the or, uh, wherever the training center is, and he's been working out at the training center, and he's been trying to learn to be a wrestler. And this guy's like the biggest music star in the world, and, and he's doing that, you know. I mean, yeah, you know, he's a kid. And I, I don't particularly listen to his music. Yeah. Um, I actually play some when I'm working. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, I know of Bad Bunny. I know his songs. I know his hit songs. Mm-hmm. And I play them. I don't know what the hell's going on in them. I mean, the, the music's good. So. Uh, he was a lot of fun. I thought he did a great job. I was pretty impressed by it. Um I saw a lot of people saying that it was the best celebrity performance in a wrestling match of all time. I would say maybe at a WrestleMania. I need to go back and watch Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam. Uh, That's a match. I'm going to do that tonight. I'm going to do that when we're done. I think that's a match I haven't watched probably since it happened. I think obviously Dennis Rodman teaming with the NWO was one of the best matches of all time with a celebrity. And uh, yeah. David Arquette went in the WCW title. No. Uh, one of my favorite memories, though, is when Big John Studd eliminated William Perry from of a course. battle royal. And w- William Perry said, uh, sir, let me just shake your hand after he eliminated him, reached up and pulled Big John Studd out over the top rope right and eliminated him as well. That away, refrigerator. That's the my guy. Refrigerator's a genius. We saw a celebrity match. I've seen – well, I saw Walter Payton in, get involved in a match. Bad Bunny's 27 uh, years old. 
so Wal- I saw Walter Payton. That was cool in wrestling. But we saw we saw an, a celebrity in an actual match. Wait, what did we see? You don't even remember. No. That's how unimpactful it was. Hang on, hang on. Even hang though on. the match was pretty decent. Oh, we saw the uh, the superhero kid at All In. The Arrow. Huh? The Arrow. Yeah, the Arrow. Oh, shit, I forget his real name now. It's like Steve, Stephen Amell. Yeah, Amell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was at All In, right? Yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't leave an impact that you remember. No. Um, I don't like remember. Like I said, I got... I'm really intrigued by the, how good that Lawrence Taylor one was. If it was garbage, do you think that's available on the Peacock Network? I would think so. Yeah. It was the WrestleMania. Do they have them all? They have all the WrestleManias there. I think that's like all they have is the WrestleManias. Okay, well that would make sense. Uh, and the main event of the night was the championship, and this is night one of WrestleMania. Of course, it was the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, the champion Sasha Banks. Taking on the challenger, Bianca Belair, who, of course, won the Women's Royal Rumble, earning this here match. What do you think of this as the main event of the evening? It was good. You know, uh, Sasha Banks is over. I'm not a fan, but she's over, no doubt. And uh, you've never been a big fan of uh, bosses in general. That's true. I'm not good with bosses. <laughs> I don't even like Springsteen. Um, so she's fighting uh, Bianca Belair, who I, I do really like. I think she's fantastic. And uh, I think she's a perfect person to build the division around. And uh, it was very emotional from Jump Street, where, uh, you know, Bianca Belair was basically, she got to the ring. And, you know, I, she knows she's going to win. Yeah. And um, the moment, crying. you know, was historic. It's the no. main event of WrestleMania. Uh, it's two yep. black women. Yep. It's, uh, you know, for a world title. It, she's young. She's, she's, I mean, this is one of her first big matches. And it's in front of a crowd when there, people haven't been able to gather for a year. Um, you know, it was a moment. And she, she, got, she got a little misty-eyed. And then... You know, Sasha walked up to her and slapped her in the face, um, which I think she needed. Like, it's, I think it snapped her back into the moment. Yeah. And uh, yep. they went and they had, they had a really good match. Yeah, they, they did. Uh, back and forth, it was strong, great spots. Uh, I like that Bianca's hair gets involved. I haven't noticed that they use that at times. But, man, she oh, whipped yeah, Sasha with her braid that one time. And it, it was sounded the most perfect, damn good. Yeah, it was the most perfect smack. Snap, yeah. Uh, smack. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, she just she whipped her with it. Yep. Uh, Sasha was running towards her, and she just used her hair and just snapped it, and the, the welt left on uh, Sasha's side. Don't do that. The welt left on Sasha's side is pretty uh, gruesome. So, and you heard it. Like, even with, even with a crowd, like, it was yeah. loud. <laughs> She got the win, and that ended the night one, man. It was – what a way to go. Like, I felt like night one came out firing, and there were a lot of strong matches. Yeah, people really liked uh, night one, and uh, they were critical of night two. That championship think... match went uh, 17 minutes and 15 seconds. 
The only the only match longer was the opening championship match with uh, Lashley and McIntyre went 18 minutes and 20 seconds. Really? How how long was Cesaro and Seth? 11:35. Wow, I would have guessed. And I could have used a couple more minutes. Ron and Shane did 11:25. Bad Bunny was 15 minutes. And uh, the tag team turmoil with the women's tag team was 14:15. Man, I wonder how long some of these matches were supposed to be, because we didn't even mention there was like a 40-minute rain delay. Oh yeah. Um, now, yeah, it didn't get started until like 7:30 or a little bit later on night one with that rain delay. I did read that the insider said that no matches were going to be cut short, but I mean, come on. I I would think they would tinker with that. It didn't seem yeah. to end terribly late. So, I don't know. No, not at all. It seemed like it went, you know, uh quick. So, I yeah, I don't know. And I think we should mention that know. they also made the big announcement that night that uh next year's WrestleMania is going to take place. I thought they'd go to Hollywood, right? Like being that they were going to do Hollywood this year. But nope, they're going to go to Dallas, Texas next year. Yeah, I thought it was already like announced and said that it was going to be in LA. Yeah, that like they picked I thought they had yeah. a couple cities. Yeah, I thought they switched like last year and this year cuz this year was going to be in uh in Los Angeles. This WrestleMania, last year's WrestleMania ended up being at the Performance Center because of COVID. That was supposed to be at Tampa. Yeah. But anyway, happy to see that that's in Dallas. The day before they announced it, uh, Eric, who I went to WrestleMania in Dallas with, texted me. He's like, hey, man, you think there'll ever be a WrestleMania as big as the one we went to? (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's kind of an interesting question. I'm like, yeah, I don't know, because... Wrestling is not as popular. It wasn't super popular then. I mean, I'd say it's comparable now, but it's not in some crazy peak. And then with COVID and, you know, are people going to want to gather 100,000 people, um, allegedly, uh, or or not? But I have to guess it's probably going to sell out. Yeah. And it's going to be a big deal uh, next year. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to go. And I'd like, I'd really like to try to go to it. So we'll see if I can pull that off here. Um, I've already planted those seeds. I have a friend who lives there. As do you. We can see what happens. Is he in Dallas or in Austin? He's in Dallas. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, Oh yeah. Look at that. Yep. Uh, Night two of WrestleMania. Do you think they'll go back to one night? Yeah. Will they? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Randy Orton and the Fiend. Ooh. Randy Orton and the Fiend. Of course, the Fiend finally made his comeback after being burnt, burnt, buried, killed by Randy Orton. Apparently. I feel like they knew this was garbage, and they were just like, "Let's wheel that stupid box out right at the beginning of the show, and let's get this." Buried and dead uh, because it's not going to pay off. So let's not make people wait for it. And, uh, boy, it didn't pay off. And, uh, you know, the show was off to a pretty rough start with this match. And, uh, I mean, it was very gimmicky. The uh, I think it only went seven, eight minutes. They wheel out a giant uh, jack-in-the-box 
Alexa five, Bliss spins. Five minutes and 50 seconds. Yeah, so not even. It spins the jack in the box, out pops the fiend or some crap. He jumps off the top of the box and lands on Randy Orton. They wrestle for a little bit. And then uh, Wyatt's setting up for it. Yep. All of a sudden, Alexa Bliss is sitting on top of the jack in the box and black paste or something, slime starts spewing out of her eyeballs, yep. her head. I don't know what the hell's going on. The Fiend's distracted by this. He's like, holy shit, what did I get involved in here? And then Randy Orton's like, screw this. I'm hitting an RKO and I'm getting out of here and I'm not looking back. And that's exactly what happened. Then the lights went out. Well, Bray Wyatt stared at Alexa for a little bit, like, what the hell's going on here? And then the lights went out and they disappeared. And then we moved on and we'll never talk about it again. Yeah, I mean they were on Raw, but yeah, that that thing's it's done. It was, it could have been fun for a while, and then uh, in the payoff match, uh, Natalia and Tamina are now taking on Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Yeah, in a match no one really cared to see or wanted to see. Here it is in front of us to see, and it's coming off of this uh, Cleveland Brown opener. Uh, um, right, right into uh, you know a Chicago Bear. I mm. mean, it, neither of these they, they're they're pooping in the woods. Good callback. Um, yeah, don't like people don't want to see this. And I like Nia. I like uh, Shane. I like to see if Nia isn't going to accidentally hurt somebody. It's always fun to watch for that. And you know, Natalia's safe, and and Snuka's like she's. I don't even know why she's still there. And, uh, you know, they had a match, and what you think is going to happen, happened. You know, the Shayna and Nia beat them. and Yeah, the champions won. 14 minutes and 20 seconds they went out. And they got the win. And then we have two guys who have wrestled each other all through the Indies, all around. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. In just a singles match. And, of course, Logan Paul was in the corner with Sami Zayn. Nine minutes and 20 seconds in a match that I was entertained by. I, uh, I enjoyed watching them wrestle each other. I also enjoyed the video package, Al, because as you know, I haven't been exactly paying really close attention. But I got to see that, uh, that Sami Zayn has been this conspiracy theorist character. and Nobody believed him that Logan Paul was going to come out with him. And sure yeah. enough, he did get Logan Paul, so... I mean, maybe, maybe he's not a conspiracy guy. Maybe his things well, that, are real. That wasn't a conspiracy. You got the story all uh, what I wrong, did. but what that's did I okay. Do? Kevin Owens swears there's that's a conspiracy it. against him by the WWE, and you know a lot of people are in on it. And he tweeted something to Logan Paul about it. Logan Paul's like, Sammy "Hey, Zane I believe did. you." Sammy Zayn. Huh? Sammy Zayn. Sammy Zayn did. Yeah, yeah. Sammy Zayn did. And Logan Paul's like, oh, that sounds interesting. Okay, cool. And so Sami Zayn took it to mean that they were buddies. He invited them to Raw. The dude clearly wasn't into Sami Zayn. And, uh, yeah, he had, but he had nothing to do with the conspiracy th- story. Like, okay. he, he wanted to be at the world premiere of Sami Zayn's conspiracy movie. And afterwards, he's kind of like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, what I do like, I do like that Kevin Owens got the win. And I also like the, the, the nice swerve, like uh, 
Logan Paul came up and started applauding Kevin Owens. That made Sami Zayn mad. He took off. And it's very stone cold to give the celebrity the stunner. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I enjoyed that buildup. You knew it was coming. You were over there saying, no, don't do it, Kevin. But it was happening. Yes. Yes, it did. Yeah, no, you, should, you shouldn't treat guests like that. You know, there's some talk that they wondered if um, that that was built in as a possibility, but not for sure. Like if Logan Paul was over, like, you know, if he, if the fans were behind Logan Paul and they were excited to see him and, you know, they were cheering when uh, Sammy, when he raised Kevin Owens' plan that they would just kind of leave it at that. Yeah. But if there was a negative reaction, go with plan B and do the stunner. Uh So interesting. So what you have him practice taking it with a, Hey, we might not do it kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like, hey, you know, this. If the fans don't like you, this is what we're going with. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably overthinking. Okay, sorry. And the U.S. Championship was on the line. Not the U.S. title, not the U.S. belt, not the United States title. The United States Championship is what it's called. That's right. And your champion Riddle, not Matt. Oh. Took on your challenger Sheamus in this match. You told me that. This WrestleMania is a lot about getting over new talent, getting over the younger talent. This one might have gone against such for the evening. And maybe that's the swerve. Maybe that's the swerve, bro. But the bro got beat by the bro. By the bro. Yeah. Bro? 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 It seems like um, they're building Seamus up and, you know, and it seems like they don't particularly care much for Matt Riddle. <laughs> and uh, right. even though Matt Riddle's really good, and it showed in this match, like, the character sucks. He's annoying on Raw. And I think uh, management sees him much like we see his character. And uh, they're just not feeling it. But when the dude's in the ring, the dude's great. And uh, he was great in this match. Sheamus. Sheamus is a, a similar story where he's great in the ring. Management actually does like him, but he's a hard guy to like as, as a fan favorite. But he works as a heel, and uh, that's what he what he was here. And he wins. They put on a really good match. Uh, I thought both the guys did really well. Uh, so a couple scary spots, but besides that, they they pulled it off. I like this match, and I'm. I'm Man Riddle to be uh, getting buried each and every week, but I'm starting to kind of enjoy it. <laughs> That's funny. Well, maybe they're building him a different story. Who knows? Let's let's hope. Let's yeah. Hope. So Sheamus got the win. Oh yeah. And then the earlier match, Apollo Cruz took on Big E for the Intercontinental Championship. Big E, of course, is the champion. It was a Nigerian drum fight, which I think is just uh a no rules match, right? And there's drums yeah. around. There's some precautions around the ring, and then uh, yeah, there's no rules. It's a hardcore match. Yeah. Um, it was good. I mean, I, you know, there's another one I liked. It was very pro wrestling. You have two powerhouses. You have two big dudes who who can uh, who, who can scrap, mm-hmm. and uh, that's exactly what they did. They scrapped a little. They they were pretty stiff spots. Uh, they were putting on a good show. They were having a good match. And then out of nowhere, uh, 
the another guy looks like almost shows up in a military fatigues, helps out uh, Apollo, and uh, Apollo Crews wins the match. It was good. He was, was a fun. really big dude. Another giant. Yep. Absolutely. I think his name's like Don Don Mikado, Don I'm butchering his name. Have you seen him around? He was the bodyguard for Shane on that uh, that Raw Underground. Oh yeah, that's right. He was like the bouncer outside the door. So Or was that Amis? No, no, that was this guy. This, that was Don Mikado. Okay. All right. Wow, yeah, that went six minutes and fifty seconds. So that one was pretty quick. Yeah, and, I mean, I, and look when you—that's one of the—that's the, how you do a, a match like that. When I'm playing my wrestling booking game, and you and you want two guys who are tough who are going to hit each other to go out there and brawl, you keep it short, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, solid match. Apollo Crews, new champion, right? Yeah, new champ. And then you had Asuka and Rhea Ripley for the Raw Women's Championship. Rhea well, Ripley, young and upcomer, right? Yeah, that's a sto- the story I told in my head, which is the story they really should have just told of, you know, Asuka being this old legend who's a good striker who comes from Japan, who was the, the, a star in Japan and, uh, you know, a star in America, a star in NXT, a star in WWE. And Rhea Ripley, who's this young up and coming girl. Who's also the striker. Of course, of course she's a girl. It's a woman's division. Um, she's a striker. She's tough. She's me. She's mean like Asuka. Like there's a lot of similarities and it's kind of old veteran and versus the rookie. And uh, they kind of told that story, but this match had a lot of potential. Yep. And, uh, you know, Rhea Ripley looks the part, man. She just, she looks, she's got a look to her that's like action movies. You know? I agree. Like, she just, she she looks like a badass and she, she looks like a, a, a hero in an action movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yep. As we were getting closer to the end of the match, I said, she can have that title tonight. Like, she looks yeah. like a champion. Yeah, she came out like a live band. It was a shitty song, but a live yeah. band play, uh, yeah. played her in, her theme song, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of yelling about brutality. I don't know what the hell was going on. It was, yeah. I was frightened, quite frankly. Um, they went 13 minutes and 30 seconds. Yeah, and that match felt long. It felt long. Yeah. And unfortunately, it was a boring match. They didn't, they no. didn't gel. Like no. there was no chemistry, and it just, it it started, it started good. And I'm like, oh, we're in, we're in for something here. This could be the best female match of the the whole weekend. Yeah. And you know, like ten minutes in, it felt like it had already been going twenty minutes, and the the win kind of came out of nowhere. Um, yeah, it just it didn't deliver and. I hope that's not a bad sign for uh, Rhea Ripley, but you know it, was, it wasn't bad. It's just I built this match up to that it was going to be great, and it, it didn't. It did not reach those standards by we'll any. See what the future holds. Stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Well, Rhea Ripley, that's your first title, right, on the main roster? 
Yeah, and good for her. And I'm glad, like, they, again, they're making a star right here. Yeah. Um, they made one with Bianca Belair, and they're trying to make one here with Rhea Ripley. Another thing is, I feel like they want her to be a heel, but the fans want to like her. Okay. And I feel like there's there's a little bit of a, a, a clash there as well. And then we get to the main event of the evening, the triple threat match for the WWE Universal Championship. Your champion, alongside Jey Uso and Paul Heyman, take on Edge and Daniel Bryan. Oh, it was good. I like this a lot. You ha- So you have Daniel Bryan, who... So Edge wins the Royal Rumble, and Edge is this dude who had a neck issue. He was a world champion. He had to retire right at his peak, and he, he went away for seven, eight years, maybe nine years. He comes back from this neck injury. He's still questionable if he should wrestle. They put him in a Royal Rumble. This is a year ago. He gets this huge pop, and everybody loves him, and everyone's excited he's back, and then he gets injured, and he's out for a year. Comes back again this year, wins the Royal Rumble, which gives him the main event at Mania, and it just didn't feel the same. Like, he, you know, he, he went through this feud with Randy Orton last year. It just didn't feel as exciting, and it just felt like it was going flat. And then you have Roman Reigns, who is the tribal leader, and he's the guy, you know, the company is built around. And he's this villain now with Paul Heyman, and he's the tribal chief, and it's really working. And you feel like there's a risk. Maybe the fans cheer for Roman Reigns over over Edge. Um, so you bring in the third party, Daniel Bryan, who has snuck his way into WrestleManias in the past and won the world title. So you kind of have this intrigue, and, and he clearly says, this is kind of like my last WrestleMania. I'm about to retire. I know this is my last opportunity to main event. This is either going to be my moment or it's not. And you feel for him. He's a very likable dude. <clears throat> and you hope he wins it. So now he's in on the match, and Edge is now pissed off. Now Edge, instead of being a babyface, gets to be a tweener. And now Roman Reigns is the Claire heel because everyone loves Daniel Bryan. You get there, and surprisingly, the fans weren't really all that into Daniel Bryan. Right. From what I understand from people there, they were really into Edge. Edge got a massive pop, probably the pop of the week. Really? Wow. And and, uh, Roman Reigns got booed. And that's what you want. You know, this the match goes. It gets. There's no rules, so it gets. It gets physical. And even Daniel Bryan gets to a point where he says he's done being the nice guy. He he goes to, to end Edge's career and hurt his neck. Daniel Bryan had concussion issues. His career ended short, so he's in the he's in the same boat as Edge, and he he was away from the game for about two three years, right in his prime, right after winning the world title, almost exact same story, um, and finally finds a way to come back. This is his last chance at a world title, and he snaps. He goes after Edge's neck. There, there's a lot of violence. Edge goes after Daniel Bryan's neck, and uh, there's this move, the concerto that Edge used to use, where he takes a steel chair. It lays the guy's head on top of it, takes another steel chair, and bashes it in. It, it looks easy to fake. It's not that yeah. impressive, but uh, it allegedly kills the guy. So Edge does this to Daniel Bryan, gets it. Then he goes to do it to, to Roman Reigns, and 
Jay Uso, Roman Reigns' uh, right-hand man, comes in. Who had earlier been wheeled off. Yeah. He comes back, makes the save. He he ends up taking a, a beating from Edge. And then Roman Reigns comes in and he spares Edge, takes him down, which is his finisher. Daniel Bryan had that head shot. He's out cold. Uh, so uh, Roman Reigns, all he has to do is pin that Edge to win the title. Instead, he takes the chairs and he does the concerto on Edge's neck. So mean. Then drags him over to Daniel Bryan, puts him on top of Daniel Bryan, and gets the one, two, three, pinning them both at the same time, crushing their hopes and dreams just like that, and proving once again he is the ultimate bad guy. He is the heel. He is the head of the table, the chairman of the board. He is the great Roman Reigns in the Roman Empire. Rules up. Yeah, yep. I could have done. Uh oh, we are now frozen. Now I see you frozen. Am I still here? No, I just see a talking seat. I don't have a camera, but I'm. You can hear me. I can hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the hell's going on with that larger. I'm sorry about that. But uh. Oh. Now I'm just talking AFL. There you go. Yeah. So uh. Yeah, I was good with it. The end, though, I could have done without them, without them doing that, without the the pinning both guys. It seemed what seemed, that was the best part. It seemed a bit cheesy. That was what made it. Oh my god, cheesy! Yeah, it was a little cheeks, just a bit much for me. Like, just pin the guy. You, you no, killed no him. wonder you, you're an AEW fan. You, you just don't get good. You killed them both. No big deal. You don't have to throw one over the other because that's it. Just seems improbable. Oh, I didn't buy you it. Sound. I didn't you know buy what you it. Sound like right now. I didn't buy it. it didn't seem right. I you know what you it. sound like right now? What's that? A Cleveland Browns fan. There you go. See, uh, we don't buy it. I don't. As a Cleveland Browns fan, I don't buy it. My my well, phone died, so I don't have the second camera now. That's the issue. You you miss you miss the. Um, the symbolism and the great storytelling. That oh, no, I see the symbolism the that they tried to go for. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they tried to put him there like a cross and have him pin him on top of each other. Oh, a we're going to... There was no cross. Yeah, they, they were crisscrossed. When he, he laid, he laid one guy over the other in a crisscross. He, he did. And oh, it just... Now you're overrating. The symbolism the was just too cheesy. It wasn't... It didn't... It didn't seem cool. It didn't seem to make Roman Reigns like any more of a badass. Like you, he, he, he's already the head of the table wearing his little scarf and all that shit. Like I get. Wasn't meant to I make him it. look like a badass. It was made him to look like a dude who's in charge. Oh yeah, he's so in who's charge. Who's an asshole? He's so in charge. It's neat. Who's an asshole? Who's yeah. pissing off Clark Lawrence and my doing it? No, he I'm did not his job. I'm not pissed. I'm indifferent. I don't even care. It just it wasn't. In, oh, it wasn't. It world. wasn't that interesting. It was, this is what you do anytime your teams lose. I mean, they they could have done. He could have done so much better. When Michigan loses, oh yeah, I knew they were going to lose. That I wasn't had, that interesting. I had bigger this hopes. This wasn't the year. I when the Cubs hopes. lose, oh, we know this wasn't the year. This I would. I don't care. I tuned out. It wasn't good. Dude, I'm generally tuned out before, but yeah. It's fine. I've just never been that into into Roman. It's no no big deal. I enjoy him being a heel. I think it's great. I think it's much better than him as a face. So, yeah. Well, 
You just don't know talent. No, I don't. I'm I'm not a good wrestling fan. Well, we know that. You're you're the wrestling fan of the show. I thought overall a pretty great WrestleMania. Al. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Uh, you know, people uh, really didn't like two, and I think that first hour was pretty rough. But oh no, I thought it was a good show. I liked it. I liked the weekend as a whole. I even liked NXT. I thought NXT was really good. They did yeah. two nights. So I wish I'd had. It, I wish I'd had time to watch. Yeah. So if you got four nights of uh, wrestling you want to catch up on the Peacock, if you have Comcast, you already have it free. Uh, you know, check it out. I'm going to go find some uh, Lawrence Taylor versus Bam Bam. Do it. I like that. Are you going to go do that now? Is that your plan? That's the plan now. I'm going to make some sausage and like uh, do it. Well, real quick, what did you think of the um... – Oh, you're going to make sausage. Where'd you get the sausage? Joe's. What? What, do you, you feel like you needed to top the sausage from Sunday night? Is that the deal? I do have the green pepper sausage. What? They had that today? They had it. What days do they have it? When do I need to go? Wait, did, they, did they pick it up when they were cooking next to the cows up in Wisconsin when they went up they to, may have. to meet the fresh, I go on, the fresh cows? I go on Monday, but it seems like there's actually a lot of stuff missing. So. Did you care at all about... Uh, about Jericho on the uh, Broken Skull? Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. They covered a lot. I highly recommend that. Even if you don't like Jericho, it's worth watching. Yeah. It was nice to recap WrestleMania with you. It was nice to talk about the NFL. Oh, we didn't get to talk about crypto, but the coins. All the cryptos are going crazy, Al. Uh, They've calmed down a little, but yeah, it's it's been a good day. I'm terrible at this. I was trading, I was selling, I was buying, I was selling, I was buying. I should have just turned off the app and not paid attention. Yeah, but you made some money, right? Like, I mean, it was hard not to make money. Yeah, I made equity. I have equity. Uh, And now I'm back up to... Equity. Suddenly you're Mark Cuban over here. And for those reasons, I'm out. Yeah, I second. All right. We'll see you next Tuesday, likely. Oh, th- right. thanks for uh, last night. Car troubles over here. Sorry we missed you guys. Have a good one. Have a, have well, a good night. Well, shit, we're getting we're getting shut down by the boss. All right, I'll see you later. God damn technical difficulties over here. Oh, there's the music. It's back. Damn. Let's get out of here. I can't end it. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <sighs>